Hey friends, my name is Sarah and this is the Daydreaming Rose podcast in which I talk about folk herbalism, the tarot, trauma-informed magic as well as politics of healing and small business adventures. Sometimes it's just me sharing rituals and inspiration and sometimes I have beautiful like-minded guests on the show. If you would like to learn more about my work, you can visit daydreamingrose.com for all things magic and sarahmagdalenalove.com for web design and tech support. Feel free to subscribe on iTunes and if you like my podcast, know that a review would really be appreciated. Hi friends, Happy New Year to you. I really hope that you had a good and peaceful ending to 2017 and a beautiful start to 2018. I am also super excited to celebrate the full moon in Cancer today by sharing this interview with you. Um, I really think it's a great fit because Athali is incredibly sweet and yet super powerful. Her readings are true magic and she has shared some really lovely and inspiring insights about working with her ancestry and getting into magic, trusting her own stories and working with plants as well. So yeah, it's been really, really great to have her on the show after receiving a whole bunch of readings from her myself and really benefiting from that support and sweetness so much. Do check her out. She's got a great website and a really beautiful Instagram page and I can super highly recommend her readings as well and I will leave all the links in the show notes for that. Before we go on to today's show, I want to share really briefly that I have just sent out the first monthly magic through my Patreon. So you can check that out at patreon.com slash Love. And the idea is that you can pledge $3 or more a month. And then in return, you're going to receive a little ritual kit that has a monthly theme. And it includes all kinds of different things. Um, there's also other levels of support that you can pick if you feel like it. And through which you can then receive monthly uh, readings from me. So they start at $13 a month and it just, I think it's a beautiful way to both receive some um, self-care and some magical support and support my work, which really helps with the running costs of this podcast and with my writing and it gives me space and time to think and dream and create more stuff for you. So we're really close to um, reaching my first goal of 20 supporters which would mean that I'm starting to run um, free, regular um, webinars on magic and ritual. And yeah, I would love to get there this month so we can get that started. I'm going to let you know what is included in the ritual kit for January. And if you're um, deciding to pledge um, this month, I'm just going to send that out to you as well, even if it has already gone out to the existing supporters. So you would receive an audio intro um, on the theme of intention with some practical, practical guidance. And um, there is an intention setting tarot spread that is super sweet and simple, but also really deep. There's a herbal recipe for immune boosting cider. There's a candle magic ritual that I'm suggesting to protect your dreams and visions. And then there's a tarot ritual that you can do to um, work with the energy form of one card that you're choosing for the rest of the year. And then finally, there's a Spotify playlist to add some sparkle to all of that. Cool. So check that out at patreon.com slash sarahmagdalenalove.com. Oh no, sorry. It's sarahmagdalenalove, not .com at the end. I will add that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy today's show. Bye. 
Hi, everyone. I know I always say that, but I'm really, really beautiful and very touched to have such a beautiful guest on the podcast today. Her name is Asali, and I've met her on Instagram like I have many, many of my podcast guests. Asali is a Black queer femme community healer and earth worker, and she offers really beautiful tarot readings as well as really yeah, quite magical um, tea blends. I've received a couple of readings from her and they've always really, oh God, I don't know what to say. They've just been really touching. I think her writing is really beautiful in itself. Like just as a writer, she's worth knowing. And then it combines with the tarot wisdom and it's just very, yeah, very nurturing and powerful and strong at the same time. I really love her writing about boundaries and healing and community healing and working with anxiety and grief. And I'm always excited uh, when new blog posts come out and I love following her work on Instagram. So I'm just super happy to have her on the show today. And yeah, I will just hand it over to her. And the first question I have is, where are you in the world right now? And what is nature like around you? Hi. Yes. Hi. So we are, I am in Texas. And so Texas does not respect seasons. It does not <laughs> respect time. And so we are just now getting fall colored leaves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the leaves outside are just getting that golden brown for fall. It's also foggy I'm towards the lower part, um, and so it's super foggy, so I can't see too far out the window, mm -hmm. which makes me sad. I run on the sun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> even, uh, so even if I have a lot of light, I'm like, where's the sun? Mm -hmm. um, and so, but it's nice. It's not so bad. It's mm -hmm. just a bit gray. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> December, that's fair enough, isn't it? I also want to let listeners know that you have a ton of beautiful herbs behind your face because they can't see you. I feel like it's so nice to start a podcast like kind of grounding people uh, into where we are in the world and like what's yeah. around us. And there's magic behind your face as well. <laughs> Thank you. Where, what's, it, what's it look like where you are? I'm in Hamburg in my hometown at the moment in Germany. Um, it, has been, it has been snowing last week, but now it's just kind of mushy and weird, you know, like, you know, it didn't stay, but it's okay. It's evening now. And yeah, I'm getting ready for Christmas and like turning inwards. And two days from now is going to be the solstice, so we can talk yes. a little bit about that as well. <laughs> yes. So I've already like told people a little bit in the intro about the work that you're doing and I would love to hear a little bit more in your own words like how would you describe yourself and your work and maybe you can tell us a little bit more about your self-care and your magical practices. All right um, and I'm a rambler so just go with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> go for it. Uh, so um, I'm a I identify as an earth worker uh, as know how to name my healing practice. I read tarot, I work with energy, I'm Reiki certified, I, I write. Writing has become a very recent form of co-healing for me. Um, uh, primarily, I just do tarot and writing as my main modes. And of course, I love plants and I love herbs and I make teas. Um, that started as a way to save my life. And mm -hmm. so the way I came to self-care is out of sheer desperation. Um, I needed something and I couldn't afford therapy. I was in grad school. 
I didn't have uh, good health insurance and um, grad school will slowly kill you. <laughs> like educational institutions will, are, are meant to kind of fold you into this mold that, you know, if you're black, if you're queer, if you're femme, um, if you're marginalized in any way, you don't fit into that mold. Um, and so it slowly breaks you. And so I needed a way out. Um, I'd also come to a place where I'd realized that the community that I'd formed around me wasn't all the way healthy. And so I had to go inside myself and go inward a lot to find healing. And so I came upon, I think the first thing I came upon was essential oils. Um, and that's kind of how I met plants later. Was uh -huh. I came upon essential oils and I got a little diffuser uh, nice and cheap from Amazon and I bought like some they had some deals on Amazon so I bought those and it slowly kept me sane and so I went out looking for more um, and then I was very very lucky to meet my spiritual elders so I am a practitioner of Ifa which is a uh, western African Yoruba uh, tradition um, practiced all over the world now um, but I was lucky to meet my godmothers, and they really kind of, like, stopped me, shook me up, <laughs> introduced me to myself, introduced me to ancestors, and said, hey, you have a way home. Mm -hmm. And so my godmother, blessedly, first she gave me my first card reading, which I'd never had. With an, it was an oracle deck. Um, and then she told me, go drink tea. Now, if you can believe it, I hated tea and I oh, wow. honey. <laughs> um, I'm now named after honey, but I hated honey <laughs> and I hated tea. And so she was like, stop, stop, stop. I need you to go make yourself. These are your two herbs. You need rosemary and you need chamomile. Mm -hmm. And I... Went in and I got a sprig of rosemary that I got from campus. Rosemary just grew about, it grows abundantly in Texas at random. So I got a sprig of rosemary, I washed it. I got some lemongrass that I'd found in the back of the spice cupboard. It was probably, it probably had gone off already. And I put <laughs> it in a pan and just washed it boil for a little bit, probably killing everything <laughs> that was useful. But I was like, okay, Godmother said do this, I'm gonna do this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, there is something that just unlocked. And so fast forward a couple of years, maybe not a couple, a lot of years, and here I am, like, and tea is part of my ministry. Tea mm -hmm. is part of my healing. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until much later, sorry, my cats are fighting. In <laughs> That's <bedroom>. okay. <laughs> um, it wasn't until much later that I learned that Rosemary is also known as a polar herb. Mm -hmm. It returns you to yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wow. So the first tea I made was really just like that switch going mm -hmm. off and kind of coming back to my magic, coming back mm -hmm. to who I was. Um, so that's where that started. Um, and so I started reading the tarot after I got the reading from her, because I was like, so what is this? What is she doing? She read me for my life. Mm -hmm. Just like the most innocuous cards. It was the sacred flower healing deck. It's all white and beautiful and mm -hmm. all of that. 
because she like read me for my life mm-hmm. in five cards. And so I had to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went online and realized that, you know, you can do this for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not something that someone has to do for you. And that was like the freedom bell for me. Mm-hmm. Because even with Ifa, there's so much that requires guidance and all of that, which is wonderful. I needed it, but I also mm-hmm. needed something for myself. And so mm-hmm. I, tarot was it. And so um, I started seeing it in my life a little bit more. My god sister had a tarot deck, the mother piece. I kind of tripped her into giving me a tarot reading. <laughs> um, I also got a, a, a reading from a trans femme of color um, from the collective tarot. Mm-hmm. So I had been very lucky in that my first readers were all uh, women of color or friends of color. And all the decks had been like super diverse. So I didn't realize going in that there was such a scarcity because mm-hmm. I thought that it must be always like this. <laughs> it must look like the mother piece and the collective mm-hmm. queer and black and brown, all these wonderful things. So I knew what I wanted and I got the uh, mythical goddess tarot. Mm-hmm. And it was, I tell you that deck saved my life. Even when it only gave me Ten of Swords, the Ten of Wands, mm-hmm. and Tower mm-hmm. for about <laughs> a year. Mm-hmm. I didn't go more than a week without one of those cards coming up twice. <laughs> so I had a lot of stuff to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it saved my life because it was something that I could reach for mm-hmm. when I was feeling lowest, when I didn't feel like I had community, when I didn't feel like I had support. Um, it was something that I could reach for, and it was something that said, Hey, you have ancestors listening, hey, you have you listening, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about tarot is that anyone can do it, mm-hmm. and don't listen to anyone who tells you otherwise. The cards have this long tradition, yes, mm-hmm. but also what you feel, what you see in the cards, that's true. Mm-hmm. And there was something incredibly profound and divine about every time I lay down a card, I am allowed to believe myself mm, yes. about what I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a situation where I didn't feel like anyone believed me, I didn't feel like anyone saw me, mm-hmm. being able to um, pull a card and have myself affirm myself, mm-hmm. that was huge. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah. I hope at some point I answered your question. Oh, yes, yes, you did. <laughs> I'm actually tearing up a little bit because I totally, that's the first time this happened on a podcast. <laughs> because I totally, I feel that so much. And especially mm-hmm. at this point in my life, I feel that such a big key of the, the immense healing that the tarot brings mm-hmm. is that we get to make this our own and we get to redefine it and we have so many new decks that really represent our identities and life experiences which is amazing and it's bringing such beautiful people together and I think the best thing it has ever done for me was never to tell me the future Um, but to really let me just believe myself and have this really safe space to reflect and Mm -hmm. also to to mirror tough stuff and to have something that very honestly would let me look at, you know, Ten of Swords situations uh, or the Tower and just be with that and 
just accept that as part of the human experience as, as something that I can at least work with, even if it's very painful. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to know a little bit more. So you told us a little bit about your project is really beautiful and Yeah, thank you so much for that. I would also love a little bit to hear a little bit more about how you read for yourself and kind of like, what what does it look like when the cards come out for you? Um, so, unfortunately, I have to say I don't read for myself as much as I used to, although I'm trying to make that more of a practice. Mm -hmm. um, especially when I'm not, when like right now I'm on, on vacation from my shop for a week, and mm -hmm. so I'm trying to make sure that I read for myself every day. Mm -hmm. And so it looks like uh, me pulling out a deck and just laying it out. I sometimes do the positions later. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never really been one who has to be married to a spread position. Mm -hmm. um, I still, years later, do not know all the positions of the Celtic cross. Whatever. <laughs> um, and so I really like for the cards to tell me a story, and that's my favorite thing is to just lay whatever number feels right and just tell me the story that I'm supposed mm -hmm. to listen to. And um, sometimes I look at the guidebook, sometimes I don't, but most of the time it's just, what am I hearing? What am I seeing? Um, there's always a whisper. There's always something going on in the background. There's always something new that I notice, no matter how many times I use a deck. Um, I also have taught myself to choose decks that match where I'm at mentally. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started out, I made the mistake. Um, so I had, when I first started out, I just had two decks. I had the Mythical Goddess Tarot and I had the Herbal Tarot. Mm -hmm. so the Mythical Goddess Tarot is my first deck. It's all love. It's all sweetness and compassion. It's really, <laughs> it's mushy. It's going to give you the truth, but it's going to say it so nicely. And then I had the Herbal Tarot, which was just like, so get it together today right now this is what you need to do is more like that um tough love and so i thought that i had to boot myself up mm -hmm. and when i'm feeling down and always take the deck that hurts the most mm -hmm. i don't do that anymore because it didn't that. <laughs> and so i pick the deck that i know will i listen to because the other thing is you know tough love is all good and all that but if you're not going to listen to it it's not doing anything for you Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been lucky to have uh, a lucky, unlucky, I have a deck problem. <laughs> <laughs> and so part of the effects of choose of creating the Tarot of the Q2Pock list is that I have, <laughs> I have two decks now. Um, and so I am lucky in that I have um, choices mm -hmm. in how the message is brought to me. But it's usually, uh, you know, very intuitive. I don't really have, like, a process. I like a candle, maybe some incense. And then I just listen. And sometimes I read at work. So mm -hmm. I have, I'm really into telling everyone digital tarot is the new way. <laughs> I love physical decks, but I also love the simplicity and accessibility, mm -hmm. uh, both financially and physically, of just hitting an app, weaving in, and then seeing what gets laid out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not complicated. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and you mentioned the tarot reviews that you are doing. They're really beautiful. I just want to let, let everyone know about that. So you have, you're writing for the Little Red Tarot blog, but on your own website, you also have a specific kind of section where you're reviewing um, decks that include people of color. Is that right? Yes. And so um, it's the tarot of the QT, I mm -hmm. should say the words, tarot of the QTPOC list. Mm -hmm. I call it QGPOC, so if you hear that word, that's what I mean. And it's mm -hmm. uh, queer, trans, and people of color. Mm -hmm. And so um, as a queer person of color, mm -hmm. it was a struggle trying to find a deck that mm -hmm. looked like me and mm -hmm. spoke like me and spoke to me. Um, and so after getting the Mythical Goddess Tarot, I wanted another deck, and I couldn't find another deck. Mm -hmm. Um and so I went into a friend of mine, another friend of color, we went to, uh, you know, like a witchy store. They saw crystals and incense and all that thing, and tarot decks. And we were looking at the decks and we were like, these don't, these don't fit. Um, and so we straight up asked one of the proprietors, like, hey, do you have any decks for picturing people of color or queer people? No, we don't have too many of those. And I think it's probably, which makes sense, because, you know, it's people, we don't have really, that's who practices the tarot. And I was sitting there like, wow, but we're in here. <laughs> and so I had kind of two choices. I could stay with the anger, mm -hmm. or I could use that anger to prove that entire notion wrong. Mm -hmm. And the more I went into physical stores, that was the attitude that people of color don't exist in spiritual practice, that queer people don't exist mm -hmm. in these spaces, that we are, that you cannot be queer and a person of color. Mm -hmm. And so I made it my mission to find decks that fit because mm -hmm. I couldn't go off the assumption that they didn't exist because I knew I existed. So somebody mm -hmm. else exists. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I slowly started building up a list that either had queer, trans, non-binary representation or um, people of color. And the Unicorn Award goes to Dex would do both. <laughs> uh, both those, you know, to those two, uh, they're not separate categories, but you mm -hmm. know, basically a deck that looked like me. Mm -hmm. And so I slowly started building the list and... Um, I'm happy to say that it was a sizable list, like mm -hmm. when I first started it, and now I've got a really high. I had to start a section for forthcoming decks mm -hmm. because we've had such an abundance of independently published decks, thanks to crowdfunding becoming such a huge mm -hmm. way of community support. Uh, community provide support, and so now we have the next world tarot and the dust tarot and the numinous tarot and the slow holler released just mm -hmm. last year. Um, and so we are in this kind of like renaissance for mm -hmm. diverse decks, and I'm just really excited that everyone is kind of taking in this idea like, hey. Mm -hmm. I can do this. I can talk. I can share the symbols. I can share the messages that meant something to me. And it mm -hmm. resonated. Yeah. And I actually, I got really super heated quietly. <laughs> I didn't want to engage, but I saw this post like, oh, everybody is releasing an indie deck. Why? Some of y'all don't understand. Aww. And I was like, 
Mm. I had to like really catch myself and get mm-hmm. engaged. That's not a situation you need to know because, and so, you know, to anyone who might have seen a post like that, <laughs> ignore it. Mm-hmm. It is untrue. The tarot is not about what was created, you know, decades ago. Mm-hmm. It is a sample of that. It has evolved. It has expanded. And I absolutely adore the fact that more and more people are saying, this is my vision. Let me share it. Mm-hmm. These are the symbols that spoke to me. Let me share them with you. Mm-hmm. Because I truly believe that it's not the cards themselves that contain the magic. I think that even when, um, and you know, this might this is just my position. Um, it's not so much the cards themselves that um, have the magic, although those symbols are very important and they're archetypes that we resonate with. It's our reading of them. So even when I do a deck interview and I say that a deck has this personality, I think it's just the way that my guides and my intuition and my future ancestral self speaks with that deck in a mushy way. And so that becomes the mushy deck. And then this other deck becomes, but you know, cut my hair, take my wig, mm-hmm. take my blood deck, mm-hmm. because that's just how they speak through that deck. Mm-hmm. And so don't ever let anyone try to tell you that you're doing tarot wrong mm-hmm. by sharing what, you know, your vision of it is. Because mm-hmm. I bet cold hard cash somebody else mm-hmm. will resonate with your vision because in the end it works because these are all archetypes. These are all symbols that we recognize as a collective. Mm. It's in our blood. It's in our bones. And that's what makes it work. Yeah. That's the magic behind it. We are the magic behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, can you share with us kind of what project or forthcoming deck you're currently most excited about? <laughs> You have time. <laughs> yes. Settle in. <laughs> um, so I inst- Instagram just let me know that the next World Tarot is shipping out. Yes. I, I'm um, going to receive one. I am so excited. I'm like on tenterhooks about it. <laughs> I, I went into a little bit of a panic because at the time that it was crowdsourcing, I did not have the cash to fund it. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, a couple of months later, I went on pre-order, and I was like, "Yes, that one." Mm-hmm. Um, and I, um, I bought this uh, print of the sun mm-hmm. from that deck that I've just been looking at and <laughs> looking at. It's like, mm-hmm. um, I'm also really excited about the Dustonic deck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible uh, by Courtney Alexander. I hope I'm getting the names right. I'm really horrible with names. Um, and it's this beautiful queer black ancestral deck. Um, uh, what else is coming out? The Numinous Tarot is coming out in February, I believe, mm-hmm. by Noelle Hempel. And they've created like this incredible deck of just incredible diversity and inclusion. Um, Diversity across age, race, ability, gender, sexuality. Um, I, I just love that the world we've created looks like the world we live in. Mm. Um, who else? I'm sure there's like a ton that 
are out there. But those are the three I think that I can think of immediately and be like that one. I'm really mm. excited about those. Yeah. Three. Mm. I was really lucky and caught it at the next World Tower in the pre-order as well. And the same story, I didn't have cash when it was funding and yeah. in the, on the crowdfunding. And I think there was a really small window where they were in pre-order that's sold out now. Mm -hmm. And I know that the international orders are going out today. So I've been sending like little waves of love to my order and I'm so excited to have it in the new year. I think um, unpacking will be super emotional and exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> It's beautiful and strange, and I can't wait for it. <laughs> yes, yes. What are the decks that you looking forward to? Um, I am. I don't want to say a deck minimalist, but I only work with three. So I have the Divina deck um, because it has a bunch of queer characters, and I really love yes. um, Mary's work. She was on the podcast as well. And then um, I have the Wild and Known because I really love um, how like. Um, bright it is and for me it's really nice sometimes to work with a deck that doesn't have any human baggage with it yes. you know it's just nature and animals sometimes that's what I need and then I have the fountain tower because I find that quite visually really beautiful I love the guidebook as well mm -hmm. and that's all and so the, the fourth one will be the next world tarot but I don't think that I will want any more I need I need a lot of time with each and I don't want to overwhelm myself. So, yeah. And I'm also traveling a lot, so I can't carry that much stuff with me. And, yeah. So, but I'm excited about those. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm always really impressed uh, with folks who work with just, like, a small circle of decks. And I'm mm -hmm. like, teach me your ways. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm actually in the middle of, um, I had to put myself on a freeze. Um, mm -hmm. No new decks until uh, March. Like, mm -hmm. cannot accept any more new decks until March. <laughs> um, so all your pre-orders come in, and you just sit with those. And mm -hmm. I'm also looking to clear out the decks that I don't work with because mm -hmm. I don't want to um, start engaging like consumerism in my tarot decks. No, it's too beautiful. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, I'm like, but I want to support these indie artists doing <laughs> work and also stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> caught in this constant seesaw and so I had to just tell myself to like yeah. no more. Three months, nothing. You can't mm -hmm. even pre-order. Nothing. <laughs> That's super brave. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about the other side of the work that you're doing as well. So you're creating really, really beautiful tea blends and also bath cells. And some of them are themed in that they kind of have relationships to some of the major arcana card, which I think is just, that's amazing. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how that came to be and kind of what the relationship to plants is like now? Um, so... I can't really track down what it is that said to me, hey, make <laughs> make a tea that's like the tarot. I just remember that suddenly I had three teas. <laughs> no, oh, wait, no, it's coming back slowly, 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 slowly. I think it was a conversation with a wonderful uh, creator, friend, friend of mine who... Um, I think was working with um, essential oils mm -hmm. and she makes these really incredible, uh, beautiful uh, perfumes and meditation oils. Um, 
Brigid's apothecary at River Rose Healing, but I think she's uh, she's in the process of still birthing the project, so it's mm-hmm. not out. But she gifted me these beautiful oils, and we started discussing it. Um, like, hey, how would you relate this to the tarot? Um, and so suddenly I had an, it's funny how this is coming back to me because I couldn't remember this for years. Um, I suddenly had an Excel sheet open and I typed out all the major arcana and, uh, I was trying to figure out what herbs fit and mm-hmm. became like an intellectual exercise for me. And then it became like a really great way to get to know the energy, the magical energy of each plant and so in a way it's been a learning tool for me as well um and so and it you know i was just really feeling thankful to these incredible beings that were really just rearranging um the furniture inside me (laughs) If, if that makes sense and so to get to know them especially the cards especially and then associate them with the cards that had also contributed to like you know the spiritual growth that i was experiencing it just made sense Mm -hmm. and i had started to realize that making tea is my thing Mm -hmm. and so at gatherings for uh you know for ifa Mm-hmm. my spiritual tradition where we'd have lessons and godmothers would be and we'd all be sitting around i'd be like anyone want tea and i'd go <laughs> in and make tea and everybody would love the tea and i mm-hmm. couldn't tell you what i put in it except some random scent of ginger and cinnamon in the air but i remember that everyone just loved the tea and my godmother was like are you gonna make tea every single time we were at the meetings and that became what i did i couldn't cook sleep <laughs> <laughs> afterwards everything is very communal Mm-hmm. where everyone co- contributes to the maintenance of the space when we're in temple space. And so, but I could make tea and that mm-hmm. was my thing. That was my mm-hmm. magic. And it just became this thing that I realized I could do. And I started mm-hmm. making tea as gifts for people. Mm-hmm. I started making tea for my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really improved the quality of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and so my godmother actually told me, like, hey, listen, um, your hands are meant to create only sweet things. Mm-hmm. And that one is, uh, that that's a message from Oshun, who is the um, Orisha, which is our deities of uh, love, abundance. She loves honey and sunflowers and bees and cinnamon. And all the sweetness of life, everything that makes life sweet, she's mm-hmm. all about. And so, you know, you're only, they told me, hey, the message is you're only supposed to create sweet things and that's your magic. So mm-hmm. if you have anything you want to fix, make something mm-hmm. and see what happens. And so I needed to fix my relationship with my mother. It was very tough. It was very complicated. And so I started making her tea. I started making, and this is someone who also didn't drink tea, just like me. <laughs> didn't take honey none of that and so i started making her tea i made her bath salt i made her sugar scrubs so everything's sweet and like the magic that it was our relationship greatly improved and it was such a gift to have that outlet that i was like okay so this is what i'm supposed to do 
And so it was at that point that I was able to kind of for myself, everybody had been telling me, you're a healer, you're a healer. That's when I started realizing, hey, Mm -hmm. this is your healing work is to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the plants and I have, you know, this beautiful energetic relationship and I'm just so grateful to them even though they will not grow on the patio for me. <laughs> but that's because they don't want to grow on a patio. They want to be in a garden. And I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I still try. I try every day and they do not want to grow. <laughs> <laughs> also, the only plant that's thriving really with me is my aloe vera. And I have this ivy that mm-hmm. has, um, that I will actually be crushed should I ever lose it to anything because it has been with me through those uglinesses and uh-huh. it was kind of, it matches. Plants are incredible. They will take a hit for you. And uh-huh. so I truly believe that they will take a magical and energetic hit for you because uh-huh. when I was feeling really, really low, it stopped growing. Uh-huh. It, kind of, it would never quite die, but it would kind of shrivel and shrink up. Wow. When I was feeling better, it would match me. Oh, wow. And so now it's kind of hanging off the pot and doing its thing and growing new leaves. And I'm like, yes. Great. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, I love it so much. And so, um, yeah, I think that I love how plants will do that for you. And they they will grow with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you can have, I totally believe you, it's my plant familiar, just like I have a cat familiar. Mm-hmm. I totally believe that there is a sharing of energy that happens. Mm-hmm. There is, yeah. There definitely is. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. It's, it's so wonderful to hear you speak about these things, um, because I can relate to them so much. And I think I am, many listeners are probably kind of, um, you know, yeah, it's, there's so much diversity really in, in who's listening to this. But I know that some people are wondering if they should do this work too. So I always love to know a little bit more about how you came to realize that this is your life's work and this is what you want to do, you know, for a living and day to day. Because it's so easy to, you know, um, think, oh, you've, you must be, have, you, you're probably your brawn reading the cards and doing tarot uh, spreads and tea blends and all that but maybe that's not true so t- can you tell us a little bit more about when when did you know this is really what you wanted to offer to the world um <laughs> i i can't say that i i'm, I'm really bad with like a moment of knowing a mm-hmm. person who kind of looks back and is like oh i drink tea now <laughs> oh i make tea now Oh, I read the cards. Um, And I think because so much of my growing into the cards, my growing into plants was done in this huge state of desperation, like I said, of mental unwellness and Uh spiritual unwellness. Uh And so by the time I could tumble out on the other side, it was like, oh, I have all these tools Uh and resources. Um, and so again, I do credit my godmothers and Ufa and my ancestors, like returning, uh, practicing a tradition that um, first started with ancestors. Mm-hmm. And so having that connection and being able to reach back and say, okay, so you all got me. Mm-hmm. I may not have the physical community I have here, but I have an entire ancestral court. Mm-hmm. that supports me 
being able to learn from spiritual teachers who saw me as I was, mm-hmm. you know, healing and broken, mm-hmm. um, and also saw my future. Mm-hmm. That really, that was huge um, and just crucial to the manifestation of who I was becoming. Um, looking at the cards and listening to the plants and hearing the same thing over and over, you're meant to share this, you're meant to share this. Mm-hmm. And you're meant to share this with the right people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that I all budding healers might need to like kind of measure out is like, who are you sharing your healing work with? Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound nice, but <laughs> it is the truth. Because the first things I did, of course... Um, in that going moment, it was I try to share it with a community that wasn't affirming, mm-hmm. um, that wasn't listening, that wasn't seeing who I was and what I was trying to offer. So we, there are spaces where even when you offer sweetness, it's not returned, mm-hmm. or it's returned and it's something, it's become something else. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn to draw boundaries. Mm-hmm. I realize now that I had to learn boundary making from uh-huh. those experiences and be like, so actually, you can't get this part of me. Uh-huh. You've taken so much. How about I keep this for myself and for those willing to see it? Uh-huh. And so um, I went online <laughs> because if you want a greater community, <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to go uh-huh. online. And I started. Um, a tarot blog uh, that was more like a tarot journal. Uh-huh. And I didn't know anyone. I didn't follow anyone. And then I just started typing. Uh-huh. And I just poured it all out. And people found me as it does. So, you know, someone who needs something will always find it. Uh-huh. And we started talking. I started talking to people. I started running into incredible people. Um, like Beth at Little Red Tarot and Siobhan at Radical Tarot. And um, they were very incredibly affirming and open and they Mm -hmm. gave me a platform. So Beth invited me to write and Siobhan invited me into doing tarot scopes. Never done any of this before, but why not? Uh And it just grew and grew. And with that, my community grew and my audience grew. Um, and I met such incredible people. Um, I also, when I was first starting out with Mythical Goddess Tarot, I don't know how we lucked out into this, but we, I, I was we on like a QTPOC magic group. Uh, a bunch of black women and femmes were like, "Hey, I also have the Mythical Goddess Tarot. <laughs> Let's form a study group." And so we did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, unfortunately, it's not as active, but, like, that was such a crucial part to, Uh like, have community that is affirming Uh and community that respects your boundaries Uh and sees you and witnesses you um, and grows with you. Like, Uh that was a lot of what let me know, okay, Uh I can listen to that message that's been coming in. You're supposed to share this. Uh You're supposed to share this. This is what you're supposed to do. Uh Um, And of course, you know, deepest, deepest shout outs to ancestors, as I said, and Oshun, Uh 
Mm -hmm. who, um, is just constant, just constant, like that message of sweetness. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, I, I never would have met without my godmother. So that's who I credit with, like letting me know. Mm -hmm. My community is who I credit with, like mm -hmm. you know, kind of welcoming me into walking as a healer yeah. in that space. And I'm so grateful that did because I benefited from your work so much. So, yay! 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 yay. Ancestors, godmothers, and ocean. Yes, and commu really, community is, the right community is it. And your definition of community can be anything it needs to be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be blood ties. Sometimes mm -hmm. those aren't always the best. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the people you ended up around. You can choose a different kind of community. You can choose yeah. a different family. Mm -hmm. And once you start making that choice, um, it just it, it starts listening to itself. Mm -hmm. And the right people just, I don't want to say they just show up. You have to mm -hmm. do work around it. But mm -hmm. I think the first step I had to make was stop looking for people who... Um, I'm, who uh, made me feel like I constantly had to do something else. Mm -hmm. I started looking for people who saw me as I was. And were like, cool, awesome, you. <laughs> and I did the same for them. And so when the energy exchange became more equitable. Yeah. It was like magic. Mm, that's great. Like magic. That's great. I would love for you, before we go, to tell us what you're currently offering and where people can find you both on the internet in general and on social media. Um, so you can find me at asaliearthwork.com. That's, that's where everything is, my writing, my tarot, my herbs. Um, I will be back December 27th. So mm -hmm. when you go to my site right now, it's um, a little thing comes up like I'm back around <laughs> uh, which is not working because I obviously just did a blog post <laughs> really bad at vacations mm -hmm. uh, but yes you can definitely uh, catch me there I, I love giving tarot readings I love um, making tea um, that just resonates and I put all my energy and beautiful intention into it I'm also going to start doing um talismans again i had to take a break um and kind of realign some energy stuff um but i'm going to start doing that again i'm also on little red tarot mm -hmm. um my very favorite uh new project and i'm so thankful to beth for inviting me to do it and it's a column that has facilitated so much co-healing I truly believe that everything I write heals me and mm -hmm. also because it's healing someone else that also heals me. Mm -hmm. It's just this beautiful energy exchange. I also show up on um, Radical Tarot mm -hmm. uh, doing taroscopes. Um, and I believe it used to be hosted at Siobhan'sMirror.com, but now mm -hmm. it's on Radical Tarot. Um, and so you can find some of my work there. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll be around. Yeah, yeah, and where are you on Instagram? A Sally Earthwork. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, on Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. Twitter. It's all Great. a Sally Earthwork. 
Okay, perfect. Asali, thank you so, so much for sharing from your heart and for bringing so much beauty and insight. I can't believe this has been your first podcast interview. It's been really amazing to speak to you. And yeah, I'm just so grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm still like, oh, it's over? Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks for letting me ramble Please and ramble. Come again. <laughs> yes, let me know when. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And you have a blessed, blessed day. Thank you.